I think that spirit in me just got squashed for a while as I got older. You know, there's just like the period of high school and college, you're like figuring yourself out. There's sports, there's social culture, all these different things. So I think it got squashed for a little bit. And I was just so convinced of the only way to be successful and make money. I had to graduate college, get a corporate job, like follow this path. And that's how it would, how it would happen. And then in my mid twenties, I just, I started to just feel not regular, like not myself anymore. I I was bored. I was so bored. Like my creed, I, I love being creative and thinking of crazy ideas and just how can we make things better all the time. And in a corporate structure where that's not encouraged in, in certain areas where it's like, just come in, do your job, work really hard, get a paycheck, go home. And I didn't have that say or flexibility or creativity. I just started, it, it was like almost too long not feeling like myself. Welcome to the Active Ingredient Podcast, your destination for all things personal and professional growth. I'm your host, Sophie Wheel, and I am an intentional brand builder on a mission to inspire people to build not only their dream businesses that are fully in alignment and that actually feel good for them to be in, but more importantly, to create well-rounded lives that are in alignment with their values. I believe that we can only grow outward in proportion to how aligned we are internally, and that slowly but surely, we are all capable of creating lives that feel incredibly fulfilling to be fully present in. Hello, welcome back to the Active Ingredient Podcast. We have a fabulous interview for you guys this week. And we have the co-founders of ClearStem, which I'm going to get into what this incredible brand is. The co-founders are Kaylee Christina, who is a certified holistic nutritionist, and Danielle Gronich, who is a licensed clinical esthetician. And she's also known as the Acne Guru on Instagram. And let me tell you something about these founders. I love the way that they market their product by humanizing their co-founder story. It's something that I've talked about on the show a ton, but it's something that I actually experienced firsthand with them at an event in New York. I saw them speak with the Almost 30 podcast, which by the way, if you're a listener of Active Ingredient, you would love Almost 30. And... I you know, knew about this brand. I had been hearing about them so much. I had been in communication with their team already for months and I had been already testing their product. Then I went to this event, heard them speak and it solidified it for me. I was like, I need to have these women on this podcast because the first of all, the amount of inner work that both of them have done, the way that they just create from a true solution-oriented way and the formulation of the products ultimately that like really, really actually work was something that was really inspiring to me. And I just knew that I wanted to have them on the show, ask them questions and share them with you. So before we get into anything else, I also wanted to be super, super clear that I am not getting paid for them to be on this show. This is simply because I am as a lot of you know, very interested in the acne category. I am someone who has been on an adult acne journey for a very long time. I've had multiple experts on the show. And this product has really, really been key in my skincare journey. I've been, like I said, testing it out for months. I actually just re-upped a ton of my products in their Black Friday sale. And... I love their products so much so that I did not pick up my spironolactone prescription that was sitting waiting for me at CVS. I literally was like, I'm not going to get it because I feel like I'm making 
tons of progress by changing some of the things that I'm eating, using a different probiotic, and utilizing the clear stem products. So again, I'm not getting paid. This is not an endorsement. It's just something that works. And I, as someone who just has struggled with this for such a freaking long time, I am so of the mind of sharing what the hell actually does work and what doesn't. And above all of that, their story and their their just like human approach to marketing and the way that they communicate their pasts and how uh, they're building this business from the ground up is so inspiring to me. So we talk about all of those things. We talk acne, we talk about their backstories, we talk about business, we talk about uh, just honestly a little bit of everything. And I really think that this is a very interesting, well-rounded interview, even though I'm not going to lie, my computer died (laughs) literally at like the hour mark. And so when the interview ends extremely abruptly, like please know that that's the reason why I feel so bad because we did end up recording more in that second recording. I have no idea where the hell it is in the internet, but I had already told them I need them to come on for a part two because I want to get really, really granular on their marketing strategies. I'm so interested. So please have mercy on this abrupt ending, but I'm making up for it because we are doing a giveaway with the Clear Stem team. And we are giving three Active Ingredient listeners a bundle of Clear Stem products. If you follow Active Ingredient, follow Clear Stem, and then rate and review Active Ingredient wherever you listen. So if you listen on Spotify or on Apple Podcasts, I ask that you take a screenshot of your review and DM it to Active Ingredient's Instagram account. And then a week from when this episode airs, we will say who the three winners are for the giveaway. Again, just a little reminder. I am not getting paid. This is something I'm just so excited to do. I actually want to do more giveaways for 2024, especially with products that I'm just like so genuinely obsessed with. And more than anything, I really am into the founders and the way in which they are building. So with all of that, Kaylee and Danielle, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for coming to our event. Did you enjoy it? Oh my it? God, of course. I, I, I really did. And actually it's something that I want to talk to you guys about that like I'll weave into the show is it was just so refreshing from a brand perspective for it to be so human. And like, that's what I thought the whole time. I was like, wow, this, the group of people here also, that's like a huge testament to the almost 30 community for sure. But like yeah. to do something so intentional and like, it's a skincare brand, but like there was so much humanity in there. So like, I don't know. I just... That was my take on it. And I was like, observe, I'm such an observer. So I'm like observing everyone in the room. And I'm like, everyone was so in it. That was, yeah. that was just cool. It was really cool to witness. Thank you for saying that. Cause I always have this, you know, sometimes like when you're in the conversation, we're so present and the adrenaline is so high, especially for a live one that I leave. And I'm like, what did we just talk about? And then I like literally can't remember what the conversation really felt like, you know, no, from, it was from an observer's point so of view. Good. So yeah, thank you for saying that. Did you guys have a, did you have like a playback or a video playback or something like that? Yeah, it's on, it's on YouTube now. And it's, um, and it's also on the All City podcast. Amazing. Time to listen. (laughs) I know. I know. I want to listen back to it. Just like to reaffirm that intention. Cause it, it's, it's funny. We, um, we love putting on events and in the beginning of the year, we, though we were so excited about all of our events, we left so incredibly exhausted. And yeah. that was the first event of the year that we left 
feeling so fulfilled and actually not drained and exhausted from it. And it, it just kept us in this calm and present state the whole time there. I think again, a testament, like we love Krista and Lindsay, they're amazing like friends and partners of ours. Um, so a testament to them, but also just all the people that truly showed up there. Mm-hmm. It's the testament to the energy in the room. Right. Because, it's all, it, you know, it was like 80, it was, it was like 80 plus people there. So it was 80 different energies and us not only doing the whole panel, but then talking and hanging out with everyone after we it was cup so full. And that's just a testament 1, to everyone percent. in the room, including you. I'm yeah. curious and you don't have to say names. Cause I'm sure that like, there are a lot of influencers that you may have done events with that, like we can deduce. So you don't have to give specifics, but like when looking at that event and seeing the results or just even how you felt in your body after, like, what was it about it? Was it the host specifically? Was it that it was a smaller event? Was it that it was like a panel with multiple people? Like, what's the takeaway? Mm. Like, and I don't know that the takeaway is going to be to do continuous events with almost 30 specifically, but like, what are we letting go of from the ones that you felt yeah. drained from? And what are you, what are you wanting to step mm. into for 2024? You are a great wow. interviewer. <laughs> I love this. What are we letting go of? Um, I think, I think it was for me, that experience was really, really good because it was so different. We weren't talking about skincare, you know, it's like in marketing. And when you have important information that is necessary for people to hear, you have to repeat yourself a thousand times every day, all day. And it feels weird because you never repeat yourself that much, but you have to for marketing. So we do that all the time with every single podcast, but this was totally different. This was just like, you know, personal evolution and like, you know, our inner worlds being shared. And if it felt really good that people want that we could provide just as much value sharing that as we can with our skincare information. Mm, I love that for me, it was, and I'm going to give the, I'm going to, it's an, uh, since Danielle gave hers, I'm going to give more of the tactical ones. It was having a host and as um, a, a professional host. Yeah, Aisha is so she incredible. She a podcast. Yeah, she has a podcast. She hosts events. Aisha. She is just yes. She is incredible yeah. uh, at hosting and reading the energy of the flow. So that felt very relaxing to be on stage with her guidance of uh, the flow of the conversation. Um, And then I think it was also having some fun activations there for people to do Mm -hmm. like the photo booth and the aura reading. And it gave this fun purpose of activities mixed with conversation. And I'm learning that more and more through all of our events that, you know, you want food and drink there for everyone and to facilitate a good conversation based on the panel, but then also activities for people to be doing, to keep them there, to keep them engaged for fun things. So I think, I think we really nailed the mixture there. Yeah. Well, I think the point of just talking about the founders, it's something I'm so passionate about. It's literally why I have this podcast and I'm so attracted to brands that talk about the actual story, their human sides, the things that they're coming up against, like all of those things. I think the consumer is just getting so much smarter and like, we don't want to be sold to anymore and you will sell, like you will ultimately sell more if you're not overtly selling. And I just think that that's so spot on if you're connecting to, if you really, really know your demographic and you're connecting to them from a like friend to friend level. So I'm very excited to see that from you guys. And hopefully many more brands will follow suit and then not exploit it because I hate when it's like, okay, we've, we've tapped into authenticity, but then like it annoys me when brands then take it to another level. If you guys know what I'm talking about. 
Yeah. It's like, let us show you how authentic we are. Yeah. Give <laughs> me an example of what you're talking about right now for too authentic and exploiting it. Like what, when you get that mm. sense that like, you're like, it's not real anymore. Like, can you give me an example? Yes. Okay. So first of all, we're all waking up faster. So I think that we can just like read, ener- we're all energy readers now and we can like really, really feel it in the screen. This may not be brand specific, but like the over authenticity of like crying on screen for some people like it does it does feel it does feel and you can just read it if it's actually authentic like for example I'm a huge toaster like I love the toast I don't know if you guys know that podcast there's one of the girls is going through it with her dog right now and she's she never cries but that felt authentic there are brands that like are getting like specific clips or even just like creators that are getting like specific clips that like they're like over indexing on like, Oh, that's when I was, I think being authentic. Let me like extract that and then put that one out. Does that make sense? Yeah. They it's are almost like, yeah. like clickbaity authenticity. Yeah. Yeah. That, totally. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just like, I, I think that. again, like what I think we're just going to continue to have to just flex the muscle of is emotional intelligence on all fronts and like knowing what that line is, you know? I love that. You're brilliant. <laughs> oh my God. Thanks. I, I feel the same way about you guys. And it is really refreshing to see as a marketer, someone who like cares about what I buy. Like it's just refreshing to see. And I, I do hope that the brands that are rooted in that, like genuinely continue to do that and show that side of them to us. So we kind of started way different than I start every episode. And I do want to get into both of your stories. I definitely want to get into all things acne, but I want to hear about both of you. And this show is all about when people have found their sauce, like when they are in it. And I feel like you guys are in it right now. And maybe it doesn't feel like you're at your max capacity. There's more to go. But like, to me, as someone who's watching and who watched you guys on that stage, it felt like you're definitely in that sauce in one way or another. And I'm curious from when you were a kid, like, are there qualities of your childlike self that you feel like you've refound in this era of your life that you may have lost? Or just what were you like as a kid, if you remember? I was literally just thinking about my inner child and how I try to stay connected to it every day through what I wear. Like as I was, I had to change to be camera ready for this because I was wearing this like crazy neon sweatshirt with like a tie-dye scrunchie and it just, it wasn't camera ready, but I was like, this is. I was literally just thinking about this. Anyway, okay, I'll, I'll start. What what was I like as a kid? Uh, I was alone a lot. So I didn't have any siblings, and my mom was a single mom, and she was really young and had to work a lot. So I was just kind of like on my own, entertaining myself in my own head a lot, and just like doing whatever nerd stuff I was into, and didn't really think much else of it. Um, what were you into? Like, what were the nerd uh, stuff? Any- anything science all my friends were boys Mm. so we would like study bugs and like I like literally had it like a best friend boyfriend in preschool and then another one from kindergarten to like third grade and I was like all my friends were boys because I just wanted to do like fun active things so I was I was not girly at all I was a tomboy I dressed in boys clothes until I was like 12 like like yeah so yeah and then I intentionally changed that as, um, you know, a woman trying to date and, you know, the whole conversation of feminine being in your feminine and all that, you know, stuff that, you know, is talked about so much now. And I realized I wasn't getting the dating experiences that I was ultimately looking for because I was 
so boyish, right? Mm. So I intentionally changed that. Um, and you know, when I started San Diego Acne Clinic, I was in, I was working like 12 hours a day and I was in scrubs all day, like blue scrubs. And like, one time I went on a date in my scrubs, like that's how little I cared about like my appearance. Yeah. And then I realized that, and a guy friend just gently pointed it out to me like, Hey, like, you know what this means to you, but other people don't, you know, like maybe, maybe, you know, think about, about how you dress. So, um, I did, and I intentionally became very feminine. Now I wear pink, like all the time I make sure to put on jewelry. So yeah, but staying in touch with the kid, I think has come back around because when you try to calibrate for things, you always kind of wind up where you wanted to go anyway. And it's finding that healthy balance totally. and running a company. It helps me with that. Cause I don't have time to think about what I wear. I just like kind of put on like what I want, what it will make me feel best that day, because that's actually what's needed. You know, what does like, make you feel best? Like knowing um, that your natural inclination was like to dress in quote unquote, more boyish things or your scrubs, like what do you, if no one's watching, like, what do you actually feel most yourself in? Um, well, it's like bright colors. Like I, my friend, mm. my, one of my best friends calls me her Sherbert because <laughs> I'm always in like neon, neon orange is my power color. You can see I have orange walls. Love. Um, so I do love pink. Um, my favorite thing right now, my, my whole winter outfit for the next few months is these like bright pink sweatpants with like butterflies on them. And then this like bright purple hoodie that is just like super, super comfortable. So I'll just do that with earrings and call it a day. I and love wear it. it every- so, um, yeah, optimizing for comfort, but then with your power colors, that's kind of where I've landed. Mm. And do you find that like that quality of, I mean, it seems like, yes, with what you're doing with clear stem, but like that, like super curious, just like into science, that side of you that you would just like go off for hours doing that? Like, do you feel like you're in that now? You know, there's the science stuff, like with the formulation and, you know, understanding acne, but then there's also like the social science of like marketing. So that's the thing Mm. to geek out on. Like the words that we choose are so like, I'm very, I'm very much a stickler for diction and words. So that's like a science in and of itself. And then you know, running a team and everyone's personalities and developing everyone. Yeah. That's also kind of a science. So we're nerding out on everything and everything has um, plenty of stuff to geek out on if you're, once you're interested in it. Love it. Kaylee, hit me. What was little Kaylee like? <laughs> I was always starting little businesses around the neighborhood. So really? I, I too was an only child for a while. So my parents are divorced and I'm an only child at one house. But then the other house, I have two siblings that were born when I was five and six. Mm. So at my dad's house, I was an only child. And I had a really cool experience of growing up on a dead end street with like seven or eight other kids that were all within three years of each other. And we grew up right outside the city of Pittsburgh. It was a bit, it was it felt kind of inner city, but it was the first exit outside the city. And so it was still this very parenting city life where you let the kids run around and do their own thing. Kind of like in New York. When yeah. I, you grow up in New York, the parents from a really young age just let you run around. They let you take the bus, take the subway. So our, my parents let me do the same thing. Like I was allowed to take the bus places. I was allowed to go into the city at just such a young age as a kid. Um, but even younger than that, we were allowed to just totally run around our neighborhood. It was so safe being on a dead end street. And we lived behind a a middle school that um, like had this huge parking lot, had a football field in the back, like literally my backyard was a parking lot, a football field, a baseball field. And then of course, in the summer, it was completely dead. There was nothing going on at the school. So we were playing kickball. We were playing sports. Like we were playing football, baseball in the back. 
And then on the street, I was always coming up with new businesses and ideas. Um, it started with the lemonade stands classic, but I had to enhance every lemonade stand because I was like, I don't want to be like everyone else's lemonade stand. And I was too young to know this, but I raided my parents' liquor cabinet and was selling like wine coolers and beer and like so my lemonade literally oh my on God, the, Kaylee, the bootlegger lemonade <laughs> oh like my on God. The, on a main court so like if you if you pulled out of my street and like went a few streets up it was like a, a major street so I was like I'm not doing this on my street I can get more money on the corner main street and one of my adorable neighbors was just like because he knew I was so young he's like do you know your daughter's on the corner selling beer <laughs> So I was always looking, I oh always saw what existed and thought, how can I make it better? I became, I created a neighborhood cleaning business as well, where I got all the kids that like all the kids worked under me and got like booked through me. I'm like literally under the age of 12 at this time. Cause oh it was before God. I could get a real job. And so, and, and I'm like adding all these cute little touches. Like I would bring a candle every time again, taking a cleaning business. How can I take it to the next level? When I was a babysitter, I designed these huge kits I would bring over the house, these huge craft kits that I would bring to the house to like make, like, how could I get paid more babysitting and be the best babysitter in town? Um, I created a backyard carnival of just like all, like I pulled every game outdoor game from my entire house. And then I got those like cute little rip off uh, tickets and everyone had to pay a couple dollars for tickets. And then all the gifts would be like my toys and stuffed animals. I wanted to get rid of, like I was oh always God. just like constantly like coming up with all of these ideas and seeing what existed, but how can I make it better every single time? And I think that spirit in me just got squashed for a while as I got older. You know, there's just like the period of high school and college, you're like figuring yourself out. There's sports, there's social, social culture, all these different things. So I think it got squashed for a little bit. And I was just so convinced uh, the only way to be successful and make money, I had to graduate college, get a corporate job, like follow this path. And that's how it, how it would happen. And then in my mid twenties, I just, I started to just feel not regular, like not myself anymore. Again, Danielle and I both flags? had jumps. I, I was bored. I was so bored. Like my creed, I, I love being creative and thinking of crazy ideas and just how can we make things better all the time and in a corporate structure where that's not encouraged in, in certain areas where it's like, just come in, do your job, work really hard, get a paycheck, go home. Um, and I didn't have that say or flexibility or creativity. I just started, it, it was like almost too long, not feeling like myself. Mm. Um, I kind of want to double down on the not feeling like yourself thing, because I think bored is for sure. Like probably the thing that you felt as the undercurrent the whole time. But I find that like the most insidious thing when it comes to people not changing is when it's just like not bad enough. Like when, when you're pushed really to the point of like, okay, I have to do something different. Like what do you remember what those things were? Because maybe, maybe right now people could be kind of like asleep and numb in, in the, it's not bad enough phase. And so I'm curious if you remember what that was. So I was willing to be patient, but I started building a lot of things on the side. So first, I like my, my first corporate job. I was bored on the side, so I was just teaching gymnastics. I did gymnastics up until I was 14, and so I was I coached for a while because I was like, I need something that brings me joy outside of work mm-hmm. and being in the gym um, for gymnastics makes me really happy, and I could like play there in the after hours. Again, the child like play. play. I could it's play playing, there man. after it's, I was done really coaching. Is. Yeah. So I, I coached gymnastics for a few years on the side of my corporate job to give me that play. And it's so crazy. These questions you're asking as I'm reflecting back, I'm like, I just 
crave that play. Um, and then I started building things on the side. So I went back to school um, to get a certification in holistic nutrition. And I started a blog and a podcast. And then I was one-on-one uh, nutrition coaching people, which I realized I did not like the one-on-one Why? Uh, with people. Um, I didn't like, I felt so responsible for other people's health. And I felt so responsible, like one-on-one. I felt very responsible that I wasn't in control and helping them make those changes because I'm not living with them, mm. right? I'm not cooking their meals. I'm not handing them their supplements. I'm I'm not getting those aha moments. So, you know, having a meeting an hour, hour and a half a week with someone, you're only getting out what, what they'll tell you. And you yeah. obviously have to get really good at asking questions and digging deeper because they won't realize what, <laughs> what yeah. they're not sharing with you. And I, I realized I did, I didn't like that type of challenge. I was like, I'm exhausted of feeling like other people's health are my responsibility. And if they aren't making those changes, that does fall on me. And that's how I felt. And it, I realized that I enjoy talking to the masses and then it being their choice to make that decision. But I just want to keep sharing all those aha moments, but not the one-on-one responsibility of quote, like curing, fixing, uh, healing, whatever that, uh, that term is that someone wants to use. I realized like my personality yeah. doesn't enjoy, enjoy that. So when you realized that, what did you do? Was that the podcast when you were like, I want to have these learnings? Yeah, that was the blog shared. and that okay. was the blog and the podcast. So I started filtering out seeing as I still had a couple one-on-one clients that I really enjoyed, but I let go of everyone else. And I just focused on, uh, again, mass scaling the information through podcasting and blogging. And that was also around the same time that I met Danielle. And that's when my heart lit on fire with everything we're building with Clear Stim. And that's when it came. And that's when it was not that my job was bad enough. It was more, I loved this more. It never mm. came from a place of negativity. It wasn't like, oh my God, I have to quit my job because this is so bad. Everything else I was building, everything else I was building filled me up so much that I was like, I don't. I don't want this. I love that answer because I I can't remember who it was that said this. And I think it's just so true. People don't change unless it's out of desperation or intense inspiration. And so if you were that inspired by the potential of clear stem, like that feels like you're in that camp. Mine was intense inspiration, not desperation. Yeah. Yeah. Because for me, I'm like, I could have just found another job that I also enjoyed. So I was never in a job that I quote hated so much because I would just, I would fill it up with other, I would fill it up with other things. So it was, yeah, it was of intense inspiration. Okay. So we have to get into all things clear STEM. I, first of all, I love both of your backgrounds. I just, I find it to be so interesting. And I also kind of want to maybe down the road in the podcast, kind of get an, a sense of how you both work with each other and let that like child like Danielle's is bright orange and mine is bright blue. Oh my that's God. So yeah. That's pretty awesome. Um, but before we get into can clear I, STEM, I just, what? pause real quick. And I want to acknowledge you for having talking about how things need to get really, really bad in order to create change, (laughs) because that has been a theme throughout my life and in our company. And we can dive more into that, but like, Mm. like a blessing for like a saying a prayer right now for everyone listening. If something isn't good, I pray that it gets horrible for you so that you make a change because people stay stuck in. Okay. 
people people stay in okay because the brain craves what it knows and it craves safety. It doesn't optimize for amazing. And if something is just okay, even though it kind of sucks, we'll stay in it forever. But when it gets bad, so that's true. when we change. And that's when we d- deliberately get intentional and replace it with beautiful things. So that's my prayer. Yes. For everyone. I love that prayer and that intention. I'm curious as you've like, you said yourself, like in your own life, in your career journey, it's gotten to a point of it being terrible. And then you get to a place where it's fabulous. And it seems like, I mean, I don't know what phase you're in right now. I know that like perception may be different than what it actually is, but like, you've definitely had points in which you're calibrating at different heights, right? And how we crave what we know, like, how do you calibrate at new levels of success? Because that's where I feel like a lot of people will self-sabotage when they're just not comfortable in a new set point of this is so much better than I've ever experienced before. Yeah. I mean, we, I, you know, being a biology person, I always look at like how the brain operates. Our brain is wired to conserve energy, to optimize for physical safety and to procreate. That's pretty much it, right? Everything else is stuff that we decide we want for our life because we have the gift of intentionality and we're spiritual beings on top of just the basic brain. So it's almost like a, like a thing that we have to learn to work with our primal brain in order to let our conscious mind take over and make the real decisions for us, right? And optimizing for success requires discomfort all the freaking time. You have to have very hard conversations. You have to look at your own behavior. You have to take accountability and fix your own behavior. And it comes at very inconvenient times, mm-hmm. right? Um, you know, it's, and the pressure is really high. You have to make sure your self-care is right. Your friends change. I've had friends that I've been friends with for like 12 years and all of a sudden they get jealous. They start acting weird. The friendship fizzles, you know, like you lose people, you gain people, you lose bits of yourself and replace it with better versions of that bit of yourself. It's just a constant cycle of growth and change and it is inherently uncomfortable, Mm -hmm. but the joy in it and the bigger purpose that we, you know, guides what we're doing is the thing that makes it all worth it. It's like, it's cool that we have the capacity to grow our, our capacity for discomfort, I guess, for lack of a better way. Like it's so cool to me, but I also find that like the more that you grow, the discomfort is also bigger. And so every single time you're met with like another layer that like humbles you, it literally brings you to your knees. And so when you're in those moments of like, Oh shit, I have not come across this one before. And like, we're really, really in it. What do both of you do to just remind yourself, like, no, this is the discomfort that we're going to get through to get to the next, the next step. I think you also build this muscle of resiliency that though the risks and discomfort can seem more intense and higher at the same time, you're building up this muscle. So it's not as like rattling for your nervous system, Mm. if that makes sense. Like there's so many things that come up for Danielle and I with the business with harder decisions, just more intense decisions, but we've worked on the muscle of communication and pivoting and resiliency and almost expectation that things can go wrong at any moment. And our skill set is communicating and pivoting from that and just moving forward. So I think as long as you're continuing to build up all of those muscles to handle those more difficult things that come about, you're so much more stronger handling them. So again, it's not as rattling to the nervous Mm -hmm. system because you're ready, prepared, you've been through it. 
And it's, it's like, you know, you haven't worked out and you go to run a marathon and you either can't finish it or it's too intense or you pass out, whatever that is versus working your way up and running a little bit every single week. You can handle that marathon. No problem. It might, it might hurt a little bit. You might be a little bit sore, but you can do it and you can get through it that much easier. Mm -hmm. So you have to build up all of those complementary muscles for the hard things. Love that. agree. Okay. So I want to get into clear stem and all things acne, but before we do, I just wanted to thank you both because when I started using clear stem, I was literally, I had a prescription for spironolactone sitting for me at the pharmacy. I've been on it before and it worked, but I started using clear stem and I, I literally in three days, I was noticing a difference. And I was like, they kept texting me like your prescription's ready. And I was like, I don't, I don't know. Like, I don't know that I'm going to go pick it up right now because this seems to be working. And I'm really not saying this. And for listeners, I'm not getting paid at all for this. Like this is legitimately how it happened for me. And what the hell is in these products? And like, what is the intention behind this business? Because it works and I'm just grateful that it exists. Uh, thank you for that. So uh, my first business was San Diego Acne Clinic. I've had that clinic for about 10 years now. And I got into this because I have like grade four cystic acne. I've had it since, you know, I was a teenager and it's, you know, it still comes. I'm 39 and I still, you know, get it if I'm not careful. Um, it just runs in my family really aggressively. So anyway, um, I had to do Accutane three separate times and it still came right back. I've done spironolactone four different times. They kept having to up my dosage and then it started making my hair fall out. It, it happens. You know, just spent years on antibiotics, basically did the whole pharmaceutical route, did the laser route, saw multiple different types of dermatologists, saw every esthetician and nothing worked because we, we don't, I did, wasn't getting the root cause information that I needed in terms of like the internal and external causes. Cause acne is both internal and external. It, it just is. Don't let anyone tell you different. So bottom line, um, at San Diego acne clinic, it became very, very successful. And I would see, you know, even though everyone has different situations, different, different skin types, different ethnicities, they're all using different products, eating differently. There were commonalities that affected at like 80 to 90% of, of my patients. Right. So I took all of what I've learned, all of what worked, uh, systemized it into a palatable format. And then Kaylee and I scaled that into what is now clear stem. So the mind, body, skin supplement that I think that's the one you're, you might be talking about, um, that no, I haven't taken the supplements yet. This is all topical. Everything I've used of your eyes is topical. Amazing. Yeah. Well, so, so the products, the topical products solve for the topical skin, the topical acne concerns, right. And that's poor clogging ingredients and, uh, lack of proper exfoliation. If you're prone to acne, you have extra keratin protein and probably extra oil. You need more consistent, regular exfoliation, and you need both a scrub and a chemical exfoliant. Um, so, and that's like, you know, our vitamin scrub and then the Clearity, which is the yellow serum. It's a mandelic acid blend with a little bit of turmeric and some other good stuff in there. So the base kit that everyone gets from us has the perfect exfoliation tools, and then a serum called Cell Renew to calm the hormonal um, acne and the inflammation so the scars can heal, and then a moisturizer that won't break you out, and that also has um, some collagen regeneration properties in it. So that is the crux of your clinical corrective skincare routine. Like that kit is designed that way for reason. But then the mind body skin is the one that I thought you were talking about because it's helping people get off of spironolactone. Nobody wants Do I need to, to get on, on that. I mean, if it's already working for you, then, you know, if, you, if the well, I mean, I still, is- I still have it and it's like in no way, shape or form is my skin where I would like it to be, 
but, and okay. spironolactone did work for me. And like, that's the thing is that it did work for me, but then I was like, I don't want to be on spironolactone for the rest of my life. When I'm pregnant, I can't be on it. Like what the fuck knows with hormones, with pregnancy, like what that's going to look like. And yeah. So if, if you recommend it, I'm down to try it. I do. And because I'm spironolactone only addresses one cause of one cause of acne. It's an anti-androgen. So it helps with the, horm- with the testosterone spikes, it which is what I have. Help. I have a, a testosterone imbalance. Got it. Yeah, it, it's it's super common, right? But there's also digestion, there's liver, there's estrogen metabolism, so that the ratio of estrogen, progesterone, and testosterone can all dance happily together. Yeah. And then there's vitamin A, which helps your skin shed more uh more rationally, if you want to say. So people with acne, our pores get clogged really easily. We produce a ton of protein. It doesn't shed our, it doesn't shed very naturally for us. It's called the desquamation process. So that's why we need more exfoliation, but enter the right amount of vitamin A and it helps the skin balance out its natural shedding cycle. Mm. So it makes you, makes you more proactive instead of reactive. So mind, body, skin, and then it also has vitamin B5, which helps with the androgens and the oil, which is what spironolactone does. So it kind of mimics what spironolactone does, but with a whole holistic set of vitamins that are also helping the other areas of your body that need attention too. So that is- And does it, do you need to be on it for it to work or do you use it for a specific period of time and then it's like reset and you don't need to be taking it all the time? Great question. Everyone's a little different. So if some people are just really genetically prone to acne, like I am, I'm probably going to take mind, body, skin for, you know, call it the next like five, six years or whatever until maybe my body changes and I'm not anymore. Who knows? But I don't need to take it every day anymore. It's so effective that I take it like maybe, you know, three times a week now, or if I'm, you know, traveling, I'll take a little, a little more because I can't control what I'm eating. Some people just take it during PMS week. Some Mm. people only take one capsule instead of the serving size of three, because they just need a little bit of help. And then say your root cause was a, um, say your root cause was you're on the Mirena IUD. You figure that out, you remove it. It takes about three months for your hormones to reset. And then that was the thing causing your acne. You might not need it anymore. So everyone is different and has a different set of circumstances. We love to educate people just like this on all the different use cases for it. Yeah. So you talked about inner and outer causes of acne. What are the ones that you want to like literally shout from the rooftops, like pay attention to this? The first one, and this was so shocking for me. I love to always go back to that version of Kaylee when she first met Danielle. What was she so shocked by? What were those aha moments? What were those big, those little things that created big change in my skin when I first, and 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 reminding you all that I was a holistic nutritionist when I met Danielle. I was putting myself through protocols. I thought I knew all the things. I had all the friends that were deep in the wellness space. I had so many other recommendations from so many highly respected people. And it's not that they don't know what they're talking about. It's just these acne nuances that Danielle has studied and learned and researched through the years and practiced through her clinic. It's it's just things that no one else knew, which is why we get so excited to share them. But going back to the things I was most shocked about made the biggest difference and where we tell everyone to start when they're struggling with acne is checking your current products for pore clogging ingredients. Now at the time, no one was even saying pore clogging ingredients. You would just see the terminology non-ketogenic all across these different skincare products. I had no idea what non-communogenic meant whatsoever. I still don't, if I'm being honest. (laughs) So again, it's the same thing as non-pore clogging. Um, So think communogenic, 
comedones, closed comedones are acne. So again, it's all these, these more scientific terms that the average person, unless they're in skincare and in estheticians, they don't understand what non-communogenic means. So non-communogenic, non-pore clogging, and the most recent term, non-acnegenic, all mean the same exact things. Um, it's easier to explain non-pore clogging because right. if you think about it, the ingredients that are existing in the skincare that's giving you acne are clogging your pores. So you're looking for products that don't have any pore clogging ingredients. So this was the very first thing Danielle had me do. I brought in a bag of skincare. I think made- it was a roll. It was a rolling carry-on suitcase. If I recall. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna after this podcast email you a link to every single thing that I use. I'm actually dead serious. Done. <laughs> um, I was using so many things because I was just falling into the typical trap of marketing. I yeah. was listening to marketing of what would solve my acne. So I, so I brought in all my skincare, makeup, and Danielle had me bring in my hair conditioner or any leave-in hair products. And we, we went over everything and she was like, nope, nope, this has pork lungs, this has pork lungs, this has pork lungs. I actually don't know if I was using anything wow. <laughs> that didn't have pork lungs. So think about it this way. You can be the quote, healthiest person in the world, eating the cleanest possible diet. You can be following all the instructions for even all the acne nuances internally. You could be on all the protocols, but if you're still using products that you're physically putting on your skin that have pork clogging ingredients, you will never get clear because from the outside, you are physically clogging your pores. So we got rid of everything. Is there a list that we can look at? Yes. Thank you for saying so. uh, So because of this, because this this is the core place we have everyone start. We're like, before you try anything new. So on our website, um, you can just Google clear stem pore clogging ingredients checker. You can also go to our website under resources pore clogging ingredients checker. And you can actually Google all of your products, get the full ingredient deck, Mm. copy and paste it in, click search, and it'll pop up red if there's any pore cloggers. We also have the entire list listed below because so many, so one, there's so many new ingredients coming, but companies sometimes use the Latin word for things. They change things. They put a hyphen in, they don't, they make it one word. They'll just change it to whatever they want. And so the system doesn't always pick up everything. So we have people do it. If it shows up green, as in it's good to go, just do a quick glance below. Um, and that way you can quickly find out which one of your products in your current routine is causing the external causes of acne. And that's a really quick swap because the big ones for people are SPF, moisturizers, hair conditioner, foundation, and a lot of people bronzer as well. Um, Those are most- all the things that you use literally every <laughs> single day. Yeah, uh, We have great recommendations for non-pore clogging things, but the great swap, it's like, hey, if it's your moisturizer, swap out for Clear Stems Hydro Glow, you know that'll never have any pore yeah. cloggers in it. So it's really easy way. switches for people. Black Friday Beautiful. sale. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. But that's, that's the first place we recommend everyone starts because that at least tackles the external. You can eliminate that. Yeah. And then you can get started on the internal, which a lot of times can be a little more exploration for people. Okay. Well, so talk to me about internal. I've heard you guys talk about eggs. I am just curious, like for just, again, shouting from the rooftops for someone from an internal. And also like we can go internal on like what you're consuming, like physically, but also if it's something that like in your, in your psyche, if it's something that you're telling yourself, like all of those things, like I would love for the biggest takeaway for someone listening from the show today is what is your acne trying to tell you, whether that be from external or internal. So however the answer comes, I'm happy. 
Oh, what is your acne trying to tell you? It's trying to tell you to get more in tune with your, yourself and your body. So it's, uh, it's mainly asking you to get curious. You know, we go to a place of like stress and that can kind of override the ability to like slow down and really understand and the ability to like listen to your skin. And, um, you know, if you've already eliminated pore clogging ingredients and you're still breaking out or your acne is in this like this weird pattern, there's something going on internally. And it's, it's asking you to get to know your body and your system well. And that can be really hard to do. Like we're the first people to admit that it can be really hard to do because you go to your typical doctor, dermatologist, whatever, they're not allowed to run all the labs that you would want them to run. They literally get penalized by the insurance companies to run extra labs. So if you're like, Hey, you know, I think there's something off with my digestion maybe, or you know, maybe my, my hormones aren't, you know, my estrogen is not converting very well. You want to know like all these things, they're like not allowed to run most of those labs for you. They only run if there's like an actual medical case or that there's something, you know, you know, dangerous happening to you. Right. So you want information, but the people that you would go to first to get it aren't really there to provide it for you. And that sucks because that's just our medical system. So what do you do? You go to a naturopath or an FNTP or someone else. And they, you know, might not have the acne information, like, you know, they might put you on like a a liver cleanse protocol and there's a ton of B12 in it and they don't know that B12 can break you out or they don't know that eggs can cause acne. You know what I mean? So people are knocking on all these doors and they're not getting the information they need. That's why we created the acne lab panel. We literally just launched like a telehealth wing to solve this issue. And it's, you know, if your skin is still freaking out or, you know, there's something off with your system, this is where you can come to get curious and to learn what your body is trying to tell you. And then actually have like a coaching system and a, like, we have like a membership thing where you can get coaching calls with our blood work specialist and learn from other people wow. that are having some similar issues and you tackle it with a very methodical, natural approach that helps you learn your body and check things off. So you have, you understand what's actually causing the issues and you're not just like guessing anymore. How does it work? Like, are you, do you sign up for like a certain amount of months? Is it like you pay monthly? Like how, how does that work? When you first sign up, you basically get a blood requisition form. And so our process guides you through the entire thing. So you sign up, you order the lab test, it gets sent to your email, and you immediately click the link in the email and you can schedule your blood work at your local, whether it's LabCorp or Quest, whatever it is, it automatically searches by your address to find the closest one for you. And then because it's all linked together, it sends your blood requisition form to wherever you schedule it. So all you need to do show up, get your blood work done. Um, then it gets processed by the doctors on their team. And then our acne analyst on our team looks at all the numbers from an acne perspective. And who are the acne analysts? Are they dermatologists? No, actually not. They're highly trained in more blood chemistry. So nutritional Mm. therapy practitioner, I, um, integrative health practitioner and blood chemistry specialist. Cause again, this is a very specific acne lens that links back to infection, bacteria, deficiencies, drainage, hormones, stress related. So it's very integrative. Mm -hmm. Um, And so you get your results back and your protocol back. And then also you have the opportunity to join our membership. We gift three free months. And within the membership, there's a a library of videos. You can even more deeply understand your blood work. 
So if you're like, okay, why was I given this protocol? What does it mean if this is low and this is high? So you can watch all the videos to truly understand it. And then there's a chat section uh, where everyone is sharing their story. They're sharing their updates, the protocols that they're on. We have all, we have a ton of education on there. So all of our past master classes, we have acne safe guides on there, like makeup guides and body products, different things that we don't offer as from clear stem, but we support the other brands that are doing amazing work for all acne safe products. There's a bunch of guides and recommendations on there as well. And then if you want to go even deeper into protocols as well, we have all of those resources for people in there. So basically like I could send hormone tests. I can send just regular blood work, like anything and everything. Like if I already know that I have a testosterone problem, I can send my Mm. testosterone levels. No. So we have our own acne lab test. So we test, we test over 84 markers that we, that from the past 10 years of reviewing blood work and really getting a deep understanding, Mm. these markers are designed to give us the full picture of your acne. Got it. Yeah. And we, we do something a little different too, where we have you do fasting blood work so we can see the fasting insulin and we talk about blood sugar. Like when have you ever gotten labs run at a Western medicine office and they're talking to you about blood sugar? Like, and then our specialists actually are trained to look for like mold and parasite and candida infections as well. Those get completely overlooked in a traditional Western medicine setting. So what we look for is pretty different. Um, If you have extra labs that you've already run recently, absolutely like upload those, bring those up. And you know, that's all useful information as well. This is genius. I did not know that you guys launched this. This is so needed. I can't tell you like for every person that I know, including myself that has struggled with acne, it's just, it's just, it's even hard to keep the hope because you're like, nothing works. I don't know who to go to. I don't know who to talk to. I don't know. Like everything is conflicting and this is just really, I feel like it's going to be so useful. I'm definitely going to try it. How does the process work in terms of like, are you speaking to someone weekly? Are you like, how long from when I sign up to when I go do the test? Are you guys coming back to me with a protocol? Um, so it, it really depends because uh, part of it is out of our hands for when it gets processed in the lab. So if mm. it's the same way if you say, if you know, you right. go to your doctor, you get lab work done. It's usually in seven to 10 days is the average you get it back. So similarly to us, every, seven to 10 days, you get your blood work back. Our acne lab specialist goes through it. Um, we launched it two months ago and it's been crazy how much lab work has been ordered. So we're even training more people, uh, part of our program to really understand it. It is a very highly trained position to review our acne lab tests, um, because it's very specific training. So it's a little bit different. Um, but you get it within two weeks of getting your blood work done. Mm. And then within the membership, there's weekly, what we call office hours, where our acne lab specialist hops on Zoom for a few hours and people can come in and out and just ask. It's like like teacher, like professor office hours. You get to come in and out and ask your questions and then dig a little deeper. And then we will be launching at some point soon the ability to schedule one-on-one consultations as well. That is not live yet, mainly because the amazing success so far of it. Um, we're still working on training more people to handle all the tests that are coming through, which is really exciting. Wow. So what are you guys seeing right now in the space that, like I said, it's, it's loud, it's noisy, it's confusing. What are things that you're seeing right now that really frustrate you that you wish that you can make sure that people are not paying attention to? 
What pisses me off the most is companies <laughs> that are getting to acne, marketing their products for acne and have known pore cloggers in them. I see it all the time. Part of what we do at San Diego Acne Clinic for a new patient is we have them bring in everything they're using, kind of like what Kaylee described. I have them sprawl everything out for me and tell me exactly what they're using and when. And we go through the ingredient, the full ingredient deck to every single one. And there's stuff that's like from like doctor brands and, you know, just stuff that you, where they should know better. Mm-hmm. Like these companies are big. They have a chemistry team. They have chemists on staff. They should effing know this stuff. It's not rocket science. It's literally, there's lists everywhere. Like ethyl hexyl palmitate is a known pore clogger. Satyrith 20 is a known pore clogger, but guess who has Satyrith 20? Cetaphil and CeraVe. Okay. So yeah, you know what I mean? So like, that's what pisses me off is that, you know, they establish this marketing spirit of trust and they give it to dermatologists to give the samples to their patients. And that's their whole like marketing funnel. But they have known pore cloggers in there. It's like, update your freaking formulas, like mm-hmm. be better. You know, So that's what pisses me off. Um, and then companies that are like, this is the one thing that's causing your acne. It's never one thing. Never ever. one thing, especially the ones that really pry on hormones. Like I still, I see this billboard because it's two minutes from my house and it's like, your acne is from hormones and it's a, it's a hormonal supplement, but what's different about ours versus theirs, theirs, they put in ingredients like Vitex Berry and Hishiwu, which actually do have impact on hormones in the sense that it, it impacts testosterone. So if your acne isn't testosterone related, let's say it's estrogen related, like it will make your acne worse by taking that. And I'm speaking from experience because when I met Danielle, I was taking Vitex Berry because I heard a holistic doctor saying that it helps with hormonal acne. But if you don't know what hormones are impacting your acne, you could actually be taking the wrong hormonal supplement that's more negatively affecting it versus our acne supplement. There's no changes in hormones. It helps again, the dim in it helps get rid of excess estrogen. It doesn't belong in your body, but it's not spiking anything. Right. The B5 helps metabolize testosterone. It's not directly spiking or suppressing testosterone. It's just, it's increasing your body's ability to function properly and function mm. better. But seeing these supplements that directly impact hormones when once when it doesn't even know if their acne is hormone related or it could be impacting the wrong hormone and actually making someone's hormones even more imbalanced. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's not giving them education. You can't just, so your hormones are a symphony, right? If you change one, it's going to change the other ones too. So doing that needs to be very intentional and have a clear understanding of what the issue was. Cause a lot of people's hormones are off because they're taking too much B12. We That's see it all the time. Ask, like, why are our hormones so messed up? And I feel like the hormonal diagnosis also paralyzes people just to the point of like it being hard to figure out. So it's like, I hate, like personally, as someone who has acne, like that's like the most annoying thing to hear your acne is hormonal. I'm like, fuck, why do I have high testosterone? Like, I don't even know why that is happening in the first place. Yeah. Well, you need to, if you haven't already, you need to get screened for PCOS. I'm pretty positive. I have it. I one time got diagnosed and then someone else told me that I didn't have it. So I don't know. It can be tricky. The cysts can kind of come and go, but to me, I'm getting in the sense that you might. Um, and so you need to be taking something called, um, you need to be taking something called inositol. I'll actually send you a link. It's extremely yeah. helpful for that. 
anyway, anti-androgen things are going to be really helpful for you. So vitamin B5 is going to be amazing. Vitamin A will also help that process as well. That's in the, Uh, that's in the supplements. That's in the uh, mind, body, skin, but there's other things that are spiking testosterone that are probably in your multivitamin that they didn't go over with you. Zinc, zinc is notorious for spiking testosterone if it's in surplus. If you're deficient, it can, you know, mess with things in a way, like if you're like actually zinc deficient and you know that, then yeah, supplement with it. A lot of people aren't and they go and like, oh, I heard zinc would help. So they start taking a zinc supplement. It has 300%, three times what you would normally get in a day and it spikes your testosterone. It creates acne around the mouth. I see it every single year for cold and flu season. Um, so there's stuff like that, but then the other vitamins that will spike testosterone um, that are in everything, excess vitamin D. And the key word is excess here, <laughs> excess, the devil's in the dosage, any pharmacy, any pharma, anyone who has a pharmacological background will tell you that the devil's in the dosage. So, um, excess vitamin D, if you're taking a vitamin D supplement, it, it's probably going to have like five to eight X what you would normally get in a day. That matters because vitamin D is fat soluble. It builds up in your system. Mm. Excess vitamin D spikes testosterone. You can literally look up vitamin D and testosterone. The, the relationship is very clear and it's very there, but no one ever puts that in the context of acne. So you be careful taking a vitamin D supplement. Make sure it's like 100% RDV and no more. Thank you so much for getting to the end of the episode. And more importantly, thank yourself for choosing to learn more about how to come home to yourself. As always, take what resonates with you and simply let go of what doesn't. I would really appreciate it if you can give the show five stars on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever it is that you listen, because that's the way that the show will continue to grow. And we are all about growth here. I'm sending you so much love and I will see you next week.